0: hey what's going on it's bill burr and it's time for the monday morning podcast for monday november 9th 2015 what's going on how are ya? how's it going easing into thanksgiving uh, i apologize for the uh, podcast being so late and the peas popping on the microphone turn that down there um i just been traveling like a maniac man i've been everywhere man i did philly and then i did bethlehem Pennsylvania, and then I went to Daytona, Florida. And oh, what a time I had. What a fucking time for old Freckles. It's good to be Freckles these days. His fucking year is winding down. I always wonder what my neighbors think when I fucking come back to New York. Like, where has that loud cunt been in a fucking coma? Haven't heard his stupid podcast forever. My fucking roach infested god damn apartment back here came walking in like this just fucking you know i have the guy come in and spray it but i don't know they still get in here you know they're just fucking dead everywhere but they're so fucking old from being dead right yeah i pick them up and like the antenna stays on the floor (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking gross Uh so anyways um what was I talking about? I don't even remember. Whatever. Yeah, I just been, I've been all over the place. So um, I want to thank everybody that came out to my shows this weekend in uh, Philadelphia, in Bethlehem, and in Daytona. I had a fucking awesome time. And each show was special in its own little way. Um, the first fucking night was the, uh, was the Philly show, right? So I go to Philly, and contrary to one fucking YouTube video everybody thinks i hate philly i don't i was actually this is some shit i've never really even told you guys i was actually a flyers fan growing up because when i first started watching hockey i loved the fact that you could fight and that's what the flyers did so i loved them you know i was too too young to remember them beating us in the stanley cup final in the 70s so i didn't have any bad will against the guys i just knew that they beat the fuck out of people and who doesn't want to watch that you know i eased my way into violence you know started off by getting my ass kicked by my older brother then i started watching wrestling and then i moved on to hockey right years later i'm watching the ufc it just keeps progressively getting more fun i watch those knockout videos i watch people getting slapped you know um there has to be a fucking word for the level of excited the person holding the cell phone uh, camera has when they start screaming World Star. It literally sounds like they're on fire. They're so fucking excited that they filmed a knockout. And that they're going to get it on the fucking website. Like they're almost like peeing themselves. I do an impression of it, but I have a show I have to do in about eight days and it would shred my fucking voice. I'll try to find uh, I was going to lie to you and say I was going to try and find the clip. I have no idea where the clip where the clip is. But um, so anyway, so uh, I went got into Philly on Thursday night. I had the big shoe, really big shoe there on Friday. So uh, I was like, all right, let me go out and get a cheesesteak. And it was really late and i i didn't have a car and i just said fuck it i said to the guys downstairs i like, go all right where uh, where's the closest place to get a good one and they kind of made a face eh, you know all right go down the corner so i went to this place cavanaugh's it's a sports bar one of the coolest thing i saw they had the night the the fucking Phillies 1980 um world series banner in there which was cool and i went in i got it with the tater tots and i gotta tell you it was pretty fucking tasty pretty goddamn tasty straight across the board i give the fucking cheesesteak at, at uh at cavanaugh's the fucking thumbs up right so then the next day right we got the show so i'm walking around i'm doing what i always do with when i go to philly right fucking checking out the downtown area and i always end up over at michelin nest just to see what the fuck they have and uh i bought my godson something and uh what else did i do i just walked around i fuck you know i enjoy the goddamn city i don't do the touristy shit you know i meant to check out the joe fraser fucking um statue but i didn't have time um so anyways so we got to go do the fucking show right it's at the wells Fargo arena speaking of the flyers and the fucking 76ers and all that shit so me verzi and joe Matarice are on the show matterese is from philly so we're driving over there i'm using the fucking you know i finally changed in the phone i changed it to a guy's voice so at least it's a guy telling me what to do as opposed to that fucking broad nagging me the whole way right mm-hmm. causing my balls to pull up into me right so i fucking um we're driving over there and of course we somehow we get lost I'm trying to find a fucking arena And I literally see it says parking for event, but the fucking computer cunt didn't tell me to turn, or my thumb grazed against something and just shut the fucking thing off. So I went right by it. And when you miss the Wells Fargo Center, headed south, you end up in the fucking swamp. So it ended up being like a half hour mistake because it was like 15 minutes to get all the way over the fucking thing. And then we didn't know how to get in there. We went into the wrong fucking gate. So we pull in, they're charging us for parking. And I'm going, no, we're the guys doing the show. I'm Bill Burr, that's Joe Matarista. that's Paul Verzi. So the lady's like, hang on a second. She's like, yeah, he said he's Paul Burr. <laughs> <laughs> so we're laughing our asses off going, I swear to God, we're them, and they go, well, to tell us a joke. And I am like, I don't have any fucking jokes. Well, the three comedians, we can't find a fucking arena. Is that funny enough? And they go, all right, go down there to gate E and we just keep running into security guards and we just keep going yeah we're the guys from the show and they would just go oh all right go down that way so then we just started laughing going dude i'm gonna pull up to arena and be like yeah i'm willie nelson yeah man i uh i'm a little late where do i go i obviously i couldn't get away with willie nelson he's too famous but i'm telling you this is how it works okay you need somebody black and somebody white in your car, and I guarantee you, you could sneak into any fucking arena when there's a concert, all right? This is all you got to do, all right? Have a black and a white person in there just in case you get into the wrong line. And then what you do is you try to peek ahead to see what color the person is in the parking booth. If they're white, you have the black guy talk, right? The black guy s- says, I'm fucking... Uh... Well, wait, you, you got to start with the artist first. All right so say you what, what are the kids listening to these days huh asap rocky right say he's got a fucking show what you got to do is you got to have your black friend or you got to get a black friend or just hire a black guy you have him say you pull up to the wrong fucking gate the regular person gate you make sure you get in line with the fucking white person right in the booth and you all you get black guys got to say is yeah i'm him and i'm late man where do i go where do i go and i'm telling you that guy will fucking wave you with at least you won't have to pay for parking i don't know if it fucking works and then if it's a fucking country show your black friend's not going so who gives a shit you only need white people anyways whatever i'm convinced Oh fuck me hang on a second hang on hang on all right i'm back yeah see so your black friend's not going to want to go to the country show all i'm saying is if you just if you fucking pull up no, wait a minute. They probably know it all they This is me being an egomaniac. This is what this is They didn't know who I am so then they're not gonna know who, know who fucking Travis Tritt is What an arrogant freckled cunt. I apologize I apologize not only for this thing being late, but having my ego go off the fucking rails that soon in this podcast right It's fucking unbelievable. It usually takes me at least 15 minutes in before the ego starts coming out. Oh, it reared its fucking redhead early, didn't it? Um, so anyways, we were fucking driving around that parking lot for like 20 minutes and I'm talking to the guy in the fucking arena And he's going, you know, where are you? I'm like, oh well, I'm in the fucking parking lot. It's it's we're in e and he goes, all right Did you go into the tunnel? And I'm like, no, I went over a bridge well, bring it around, a fucking thing. It took us like for fucking ever. And then we got in there and um, we got to go into the obviously go into the venue before the crowd got in there. Got to see the you know, they got the boards, you know, with the fucking you know, for the Flyers playing and all that shit. I saw the 76ers 83 championship banner, the team that I would put up against the 96 Bulls. And I say it goes seven games, you know. um, Oh, me and Verzi got into it that night Holy shit Arguing sports Good lord He was like dude They're fucking 72 and 10 You know He's one of those 1990s babies Like nothing happened in sports Prior to 1990 Nobody Dude they had Pippen They had Jordan Like that fucking shit It's like alright Well they had Dr. J And Moses Malone You know And Mo Cheeks Fucking Andrew Tony, And Ivarone Right? And that fucking skinny white dude coming off the goddamn bench. He was like the defensive player of the year. Dude, Moses Malone underneath against Luke Longley. Luke Longley's going to fucking foul. out. He's going to be in foul trouble every fucking game. All right? I'm not saying that the Sixers definitely would have fucking won. But you just say that it's a foregone conclusion. That the fucking 96 bulls are the greatest fucking team ever they had there was no celtics lakers thing going on with the fucking it was a very uneven time you know and people oh it's because jordan was so good i'll give you a little bit of that all right but dude when the fucking celtics lakers and sixers were all good in the fucking 80s and then the pistons came along i mean dude you had to fucking commit mass murder just to get to the finals People throwing clothesline, Kurt Rambis' glasses flying across the fucking court. It was a man's fucking game. I'm being that old guy. No, I know it was in the 90s too, but I'm just saying. There wasn't any Kareems. There wasn't, there wasn't like, you know. The Celtics and Lakers were fucking littered with Hall of Famers on both sides. You know? I don't know. What am I, fucking Bill Simmons? I don't know shit about fucking Hoop. I'm just saying. I just hate how everybody oh yeah, he'd do this and he'd do that. And, and Moses and Dr. J would just stand around watching him going, gee, my, holy, holy mackerel. Golly gee, are these guys good. um We get into that argument all the time. And he also gets the argument that Mayweather's the greatest fucking middleweight of all time. I'm like, Paul, I, I, I. Marvin Hagler, the problem is Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hitman Hearns and Roberto Duran all fought at the same fucking time. So they took losses. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that he would lose to all of those guys, but he'd lose to at least one of them. Wouldn't he? Oh, I sound like an old man in a (laughs) barbershop. I'll try you back in 1972. Fucking voice is junk, dude. It's junk doing all these fucking shows. And uh, I got to be honest with you, man. I am. I'm fucking i'm done with cigars man i smoked my last one in philly and i didn't even want to smoke it i just did it because uh we were with a bunch of people and they you know they wanted to head over there but i didn't even tell you about the show so verzi goes up to open it fucking crushes and uh which made me feel really good you know obviously because the last time i did a really big show out there um you know things were a little more aggressive so to speak and i had a lot of people interviewers asking me about it because i wasn't even thinking about it because i've been back to philly like six fucking times and i never had a problem but they just kept well this is a big show so you think this one huh do you think they're gonna treat you like an asshole as they say in philly asshole um And then Joe Mattarese went up, by the way, who I hadn't seen, you know, he's a guy I started out with uh, when I first came to New York. He moved to New York right around the time that I did. Came up from Philly and I came down from Boston. And, uh, you know, he's even funny that I remembered. He absolutely fucking destroyed, did it dead on. uh, Was it Harry Callis? i saying his name right. Um, Sounded exactly like him. Now, Philly people know him as the voice of the Phillies. I knew him from NFL films, taking over for the voice of God and um he absolutely murdered and uh i highly recommend you check that guy out um if you get a chance and you can follow him on twitter at the joe matterese m-a-t-a-r-e-s-e the joe matterese i believe he's got a special or something like that coming out um he was fucking hilarious and then when we were driving away he was doing a dead-on tony soprano fucking dead on It it was unreal so um, we had a great time, and then we ended up going out and uh, smoked some cigars. I was a good boy. I had one glass of bourbon. That was it. I smoked a cigar, and me and Verzi were at each other's throats, fucking arguing sports. And um, and then when we left, we got cheesesteak number two. Number two, two. Um, and where did we go? We went to something like Mike's Princess Steaks or something like that i can't even remember i don't remember the name of it but um that one i thought the bread was good i thought everything was good but the steak i thought the steak wasn't as high a quality um as what i had at cavanaugh's and i'm not even talking about was it pat's and geno's like I, i've been to those fucking things i'm trying to go to the satellite ones um i didn't even get to the ones that roast beef one was closed by seven so i never made it to that one but um i still had a good time but jesus christ what a fucking shit show if you want to see a shit show get a fucking cheesesteak at two in the morning in philadelphia on a friday night good lord people just swaying in the fucking breeze right and then the people i walked in with they were fucking hammered too i wasn't i'm fucking sober right go walking in matt Arisa goes like like way too loud like drug voice he goes, he goes yep every fucking loser in philly out here to get a cheesesteak and i was like joe joe shut the fuck up shut the fuck up you know <laughs> then first he goes he goes jesus christ he goes look at the haircut on that fucking animal over there way too loud way too fucking loud i'm going paul paul shut the fuck up shut the fuck so i was that guy I was basically the not even designated driver like a designated walker and everybody in there I swear to God was swaying they were so drunk like 90% of the people in there was swaying I felt like I was on a fucking ship and I was some salty dog who had his sea legs and everybody else was just sort of fucking floating around so anyways we get the cheesesteaks I fuck up the order the guy's all impatient with me, and I was going to be, Oh, you're doing that Philly thing. Well, you get all fucking impatient because I don't know how to go. Yeah, give me two wit, give me a whiz wit, no whiz not. You know? So, um, so I got that little experience. And then, uh, as we were eating, we, we were finishing up right at the, the exact right time. Like the, uh, the white dude with, uh, all black friends came walking in, and he was trying to, you know, i don't know what he was trying to do he was unbelievably loud he was being fucking rude and he was going to get all of his friends into a fight (laughs) when we fucking left i was like let's get the fuck out of here and um i don't know i had a great time i actually actually also ate a really good breakfast place little Pete's, i think it was called greasy spoon i fucking loved it and the lady behind the counter was who works the day shift is a fucking riot i was sitting there she got me my drink order and she goes you ready and i was like yeah she goes what do you got and i just laughed i go "Ah, let me get two eggs uh fucking what do you got what do you got i don't know hunger pains (laughs) um so anyway so we had a great time there and uh as i said i can't recommend uh going out to see joe matteris enough man like he fucking blew me away verzi of course was great as always but uh i always like throwing out new names on the podcast people you could check out the joe matteris on twitter um hang on i'm punching this. scene never can talk and do my password at the same fucking time if i went into my settings and figured out how to make the screen not come up every two fucking seconds um all right let's do a couple of reads here Let's do a couple of reads, and believe me, that's all I have. You know, as much as you guys enjoy the improving during the fucking the advertising here, it's it's uh, it's costing old freckles some money here. Um, <laughs> who gives a fuck? I started doing this for fun, right? And I'm always gonna have fun. Trunk club, everybody! Oh Jesus, it's a trunk full of clothes. Shopping is awful, and so are most of the people that you date. You know, until you find the one. So, chances are not only you're shopping and you're not having a good time, you're with someone you don't even want to be with. So, it's doubly bad. Wouldn't it be nice if a whole trunk full of clothes showed up and you could, you know, open it up, take the clothes out, crawl in it, and close the fucking lid so you can't hear that fucking person you don't want to be with? Shopping is awful. Who has the patience? Who has the patience for crowded stores or the time to try on 10 pairs of pants that don't even fit well? I'll never understand that sentence. 10 pairs of fucking Well, well maybe if you knew your fucking size you know what were you bulimic for a month um but here's the problem you still want to look great <laughs> that's what it is you're bulimic and you don't have the strength to lift up the fucking pants are you making fun of people with eating disorders yes um but here's the problem you still want to look great and with trunk club you never have to set foot in the mall again trunk club takes the unless you work there and you got to keep going there the whole time going, you know what? I, I come here, but I don't shop here. Hey, I'm above this. And with Trunk Club, you never have to set foot in the mall again. Trunk Club takes the hassle, man, out of shopping by shipping you a trunk of clothes that fit perfectly and make you look like a million bucks. With all the new file, fall styles, ladies. Um, who can turn the world on with her hat? Who can take a double breast and not look so fucking fat? Well, it's you, bitch, and you should know it. <clears throat> Jesus, my voice stinks. Trunk Club t- <laughs> at trunkclub.com dot com slash burr, You answer simple questions about your style preferences and, si- and size, and you're an- and signed an expert stylist. They curate clothes uh from the best premium brands and you approve what you like and just like that a trunk arrives on your doorstep doorstep filled with hand-picked clothes right out of their grove some old guy walks right out to their grove and there's pants on a tree picks them right off clothes that are perfect for you try them on keep what you like and easily return what you you don't and their prepaid trunk this is not a subscription you should do keep all the clean clean clothes and throw your dirty ones in there see if they notice This is not a subscription service. You only pay for the clothes you keep from your trunk. No hidden charges, just great clothes. Get started today, and Trunk Club will style you for free, man, plus free shipping both ways. Well, they just roll into the cost of the clothes. Who's kidding who? You only pay for the clothes you keep. To take advantage, go to trunkclub.com slash burr. One last time, that's trunkclub.com slash burr for a trunk full of clothes filled with clothes you'll love wearing. I know I said too many clothes there oh here's our old buddies boop 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 me undies me undies no more sweaty taint Boodoo doo doo my undies me undies your balls are dry don't say they ain't you got that cotton cotton all on un- up you're under carriage oh why did i say carriage carriage parage, farriage. it's marriage I under carriage your balls won't stink it'll help your marriage jesus that took a while oh when you get some me up against your balls you'll have a weird smile on your face oh yeah people think that you got some sort of problem or an inner ear imbalance all right me undies everybody we all know how sexy confidence can be um and that confidence comes from being well to a certain point you know what i mean what's his face down there on the carolina panthers that fucking great quarterback there cam newton yeah that guy hams it up too much he hams it up Um, i'm i'm already even though i love what i have to you got to have the fucking sound down and after he throws for a touchdown or run especially if he runs for one you got to look away from the tv you know what i mean i just that that stupid "Ah!" all the fucking time And tearing his fucking shirt open you know what's funny about that end zone celebration is as he gets older you know he's gonna have to fucking adjust that you know because inevitably that that game beats the shit out of you and you just become an old fucking man right so he's gonna rather than i'm predicting cam newton in his 17th season when he's breaking all the fucking records when he runs for a fucking touchdown rather than ripping open his jersey doing the superman thing uh, he's gonna mime like putting on a sport coat that's what i would do Oh, would you, Bill? Would you there? Never played a profession, even fucking Division 19? Huh? You freckled cunt? Looking all sickly? Where do you get off making fun of that fucking superhero? Well, I don't know. I'm an old grumpy man. I really did enjoy that game, though. Let's get, am I, am I still doing the undies thing? I am, right? Um, confidence is sexy, that's right. But how great can you feel when your underwear is wrinkling up and riding up your fucking balls there? Well, maybe getting into the folds of your clam. Miyundis gets it, and that's why they've created <laughs> the world's most comfortable underwear for a daily dose of confidence uh Miandis is made of modal model moodle a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton that's twice as soft as whatever underwear you're wearing right now me has tons of colors and styles and the only place to get matching pairs for men and women they even release a new design every month i wear whatever free pair that they give me and boy oh boy do i love a free pair of comfortable underwear right up against my balls plus we all know that paying for shipping sucks so, Meandy's has removed that from the equation. Yeah, rolled it into the price of the underwear. We're not born yesterday. All orders in the US and Canada ship for free. Meandy's even has a great money back guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, you get to keep it for free. Even though you don't love it, you gotta keep it forever. You literally have nothing to lose. Um, um, to sweeten the deal, MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first order at MeUndies.com slash bird. That's a special offer for just my listeners and wherever else they advertise. Make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash bird to get 20% off your first order and so that we, uh, they know that we sent you. You know what that just reminded me of? I don't know why. Everybody freaking out about that fucking missile that the Navy shot off. You know, this is the beginning of World War III. Well, great great and then you know what we're all going to be dead so what are you fucking worried about you know what i mean i would be much more worried if somebody released one cobra into the fucking los angeles area and i knew that it was somewhere in the hills where i hiked if there was one cobra there i would be way more fucking nervous like if they said right now we have a special news flash china has just shot a bunch of nuclear weapons they will be here in six minutes so get your affairs in order i would go over to the fridge and i'd get out a pint of ice cream and i'd sit there you know you know like a little kid sits in a big chair and he kicks his legs up and down like a a scissor that's what i would do oh boy oh boy i'm gonna get vaporized i'm getting what everybody wants a painless death that's what you're looking at when you see the nuclear weapons what you're looking at is a painless death i'm all about them i love the warheads i'm a big warhead fan you know i like that we're puffing each other's chests up you know what i mean china's you know we're like why i oughta you know and china's like why we oughta and then korea's like hey what about us we still count right i don't give a fuck i really don't um You know, I'm a grizzled vet of this shit. I grew up in the tail end of the Cold War. I remember that shit, right? Everybody says they're going to do it, and then they never do. Okay? Until they do. And when they do, you're not going to know it because it's going to be over. At least I won't know it. That's one of the great things about being in a targeted city. You're going to have no idea that World War III even happened. You're just going to wake up, you know, wherever the fuck you go. Or maybe you just become part of the radiation. You know, that the next people are going to climb out of. I told you guys that might, that's my theory, right? That water is the nuclear waste from the last people that fucked up this planet. You know, and we're actually these fucking mutants. We're actually ugly as shit. We just don't know any better because we're attracted to what we see because we're we're all fucking arrogant, right? We got the ego. Look at me. My ego came out in fucking for six minutes. You don't know who I am. Well, then I could say I'm Elvis and everyone would believe it. No, Bill, they wouldn't. You fucking dope. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know what the big deal is. And it was also funny to watch, to read that and uh, listen to say that they were saying everybody in California was freaking out. And then I call my wife and she doesn't even bring it up. Probably didn't even know it happened. Because at this point, nobody really watches the news anymore. Remember the news used to come on? Everybody watched the fucking news. You had your guy. Who do you like? And it was all men, right? Because men tell you what's going on in the world, despite what these ladies think. You know what I mean? That's why I stopped watching the news. The second I saw a woman news anchor, I was like, this broad doesn't know what she's talking about. She does. She only got half the information because whoever was telling it to her was probably thinking about fucking her. And he left out half the information. Okay. That's the problem with female news anchors. And I've been saying it for years. And you can hide behind your sexist... (laughs) He's a sexist comment. All right? There's not an ounce of comedy in this right now. I'm just trying to give bloggers an easy week. Uh, I am dead serious. You know, I don't even know. Does Connie Chung still do it? You know what's funny? was Connie Chung did the real news and then her husband was doing that. What was that fucking show? Was it hard copy? And he had that sound of sound like a fucking match. What's that thing behind the door? The door stopper. Him? that thing you played with before there was the Internet. You just sit there for hours going. That's a hard noise to imitate. You just sit there fucking with that. Right. He was on a show that that was the sound effect as they went into every story. And Connie. Right. Was actually talking about real shit. That was well, at least, you know, the edited real shit, our version of the real shit that was going on. You know, I would love them been sitting there as they both talked about, you know, the news stories that they were excited about. You know, she was reporting about the Berlin Wall coming down and he was talking about to some paper boy who fucked the postman's wife. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just I guess I just find relationships interesting. All right, LegalZoom, everybody. Yeah, we're still doing advertising, by the way. LegalZoom, everyone. You know, you shouldn't have to choose a random lawyer who charges expensive hourly rates when you need legal help. Yeah, what are you, in the drunk tank? You're at home. You should have your fucking choice. But the legal system is so complicated. What other choices do you have when you need help with your business or want to protect your family? Start with LegalZoom. Uh, They make it easy. For more than a decade, they provided a way for regular people like you and me to com- confidently navigate the legal system. I'm not regular like you guys. I could say I'm Willie Nelson and they would believe it. Um <laughs> LegalZoom's not a law firm and that's how they provide such great value. They don't rely on charging you by the hour. Instead, you'll get transparent pricing and customer reviews so you know exactly what you're getting up front. If you need help with your incorporations, LLCs, trademarks, last wills, living trusts, and more, legalism's to smart choice. They've got the right people on hand to answer your questions, not the wrong people. They got the right people. And if you need legal advice, their network of independent attorneys can provide the most straightforward guidance you need in most states. All right? Don't let legal hurdles become an excuse stop quitting in life go to legalzoom.com to start building your own future the right way to save even more in a burr in the referral box at checkout that's legalzoom.com promo code burr legalzoom.com promo code burr all right stamps.com man i thought i only had two stamps.com getting your mailing and shipping can seem like a no-win situation Going to the post office takes up valuable time. Leasing a postage meter is expensive. They got multi-year commitments and hidden fees. You don't need that shit. Luckily, I know a better way. What I should really say is luckily, I can sort of read out loud because stamps.com knows a better way. Buy and print official US postage for any letter or package right from your own desk using your own computer and printer even the special postage discounts you can't find at the post office that is a fragment oh it is a fragment if i read that even get special postage discounts you can't find at the post office you can save at least 50 percent compared to a postage meter and you'll avoid avoid those time consuming trips to the post office uh i use uh, um i use stamps.com anytime i send my fucking posters out oh shit i just realized i'm gonna be late for something god i'm the worst um uh, anytime i send my posters out i use that stuff you know and if i could figure out how to use this i bet you guys can unless you're unbelievably stupid at which point um i wouldn't even make funny how about that don't wait go to stamps.com before you do anything else you click on that microphone at the top of the home page and you type in burr that's stamps.com enter burr all right so the next night i went up and i did uh I did this the sands casino is proud to present a wonderful new show a man and his music And the man is Frank Sinatra I know you people get in my room come fly with me you big fat fucking whore Um you guys ever hear that album? Oh what an album that is it's with the count Basie orchestra um there's a casino there's a town I know where the hipsters go called Bedrock. Ba-doo-doo. Twist, twist. There's a Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. There is a casino in there that pulls in like a million dollars a day. They make I, they make bank. I walked in there. I got there early. I talked to this fucking zombie. She must have hated her job. I don't know what it was, but she, the way she was talking, it was like that just that sing-songy everywhere. I'd be like, yeah, where's the gym? She'd be like, okay, the gym is right down the end of the hall. What time's checkout? Just going like up and like like she was a robot. And someone just randomly like programmed the same inflection arc. She started down low and then she went up high and then she ended up here and then she came back down. Um... And I went in there, right? I got a Budweiser. I sat down and this place was fucking mobbed. Mobbed. I've never seen so many dirty jackets in my life. Mobbed with white people, Asians, black people, any kind of people you could think of. Was in there. Place was fucking mobbed. And I'm sitting, it was Saturday afternoon, and I was sitting there going, is there like a fucking championship fight just let out? This is fucking unbelievable. And I talked to one of the owners, and he said, no, dude, this fucking place does a business like it's one of the top casinos in the country. And uh, I'll tell you what else it is. It's one of the top venues I ever performed at. I had the best fucking time. I don't know what it is. Just certain rooms you walk into, they they got that magic, right? You just, you stand to the side of the stage and just feel it. Like, this is going to be fucking great. And, um, I think I did like an, I might've done an hour and a half on that one. Oh, such a great fucking time. Such a great time. Um, oh, I, you know, I, it's so funny. I, I talked about trying to get into the Wells Fargo center and even talk about the show. So I actually got to do a show, um, at that arena and, um, Paul and Joe did great. And I walked out. And uh, crowd was nice. It was so funny, man. Philly's like we, I was joking with Verzi. Like Philly's like the only city that you go to where you have to, you need a game plan. Like okay, if this happens, I'm gonna do this or be ready to do this. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. But the the crowd couldn't have been uh, any better, and everybody who worked there was fucking cool as shit. And uh, I was actually bonding with the one of the flyer fan um security guys because their team's not doing that well either fucking bruins dropped like three out of four but we won the last one that's all right and uh we fucked up and we blew the canadians game crazy uncharacteristically taking a dumb penalty but um but i just you know i had no idea what to expect this year so i thought we were just gonna get fucking smoked because we had all these new guys and uh They're playing good, you know? I don't mind if we lose a game because we fucked up because that can be fixed. It's just when you're just losing because you just simply can't even compete. And I have not seen that this year. So I'm still uh, very optimistic that we're going to make the playoffs and uh, we're going to have a good showing. I think it's going to even be better next year. So anyway, so I fly down to Daytona, right? And, um, oh, Giannis Papas opened for me on that last one, you know? He went out and fucking crushed it um actually he really fucking crushed it and went over a little bit so and he felt he was all apologetic so i fucking uh, i broke his balls for like a good 10 minutes saying i was never going to use him again he went over by like fucking three minutes i was like no 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 you did great uh, but you're one and done it's over you're dead to me <laughs> so anyways i went down to daytona i'd never been to daytona i didn't even realize that and uh i've always wanted to go to the daytona 500 why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to see people as fucking brilliant as they are in pit row and then stand in the, be in the stands of some of the dumbest people in the nation? Just that whole McDLT that juxtaposition, huh? Be fucking phenomenal. These Fucking people trying to shave off, a, you know, a millisecond, thousandth of a second, whatever they're trying to do by adjusting some f- God knows what. Meanwhile, me and a bunch of other morons are just standing up there hoping somebody crashes. Um so anyways uh so I was like, man, I hope I have time to fucking check out the speedway, but i don't have uh, i don 't have a car so i 'm walking off the plane, and you know in the in the, the airports, they have those floor to ceiling windows as I walk off the jetway and come into the the little place where you fucking wait, I looked across the uh, the to the other gate that was directly across and out the window, and there was the fucking speedway. The speedway is right next to the airport. It was fucking cool as shit. And when I was over at my hotel, I heard um, I heard uh, this car fucking driving around the track, you know, testing God knows what out. It was really fucking cool. So hopefully I'll get back there. And I performed at an aeronautical school. So everybody in the crowd was either a pilot, was in maintenance, homeland security, or uh, they were actually learning how to design airplane parts or aircraft parts, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and I had a great time talking to them, especially afterwards. And the dean of students was actually a veteran. I forget what he said. He flew a uh, see C-something or other gunship. And I asked him if, he, if when he flies now, is it a lot more enjoyable because nobody's shooting at him? He goes, I don't do it anymore. And i go oh why not why not you just sick of it he goes nah man he goes i got you know he goes when you get shot down he goes i got a metal in my knee and in my shoulder he goes he goes yeah because you go down once in one of those you don't want to do it again (laughs) so i just sat there with my jaw on the ground listening to his stories but i could not have had a better time um i could not have had a better time at that uh at that school and uh, Vanessa Fraction opened up. She fucking destroyed. Um, it's just a great time. It's just a great fucking run. I just did not get any goddamn sleep. So um, let me read the questions here, and let me get on with my fucking life here. Um, all right. Other language. Um, let's see, hey Bill, I'm 23, and my wife will never be com- complete. He wrote complete, complete without advice from 50 what hey Bill I'm 23 and my okay other language I'm from Czechoslovakia I'm gonna do my best to read this Um, or maybe I guess I'm just gonna read it how he wrote it hey Bill I'm 23 and my life will never be complete without advice from 50 yo out of shape bald head i moved to england just because of stand-up sorry for writing like a total dick but this is my second language i used to be good comedian back home czech republic but i wanted more ever since i moved to england i realized i'm not so funny in english i want to give it three more years at least four when i'm able to do open mics do you think that non-native speaker can break in hard work inbound um. Yeah, Yakov Shmerinov made an absolute fortune. Um, I think I think you definitely can. It's not gonna hurt you. Look, dude, if you can figure out being from the Czech Republic, if you can figure out how to be funny in English and make those cunts in England laugh, you know, if you can make those fucking people laugh, when you go back to your part of Europe, you're gonna be the king. I'll tell you something right now, dude. There's nothing wrong with being the king of the Czech Republic, is it? All those fucking smoking hot chicks over there, you'll fucking destroy. Dude, if everybody in your country loves you, you'll you'll be a fucking zillionaire. It's over. And who are you competing against? Who's the Czech Republic Richard Pryor or George Carlin? What's the competition? Dude, you're getting in at the ground floor. You could be the Lenny Bruce over there, right? I think it's a great fucking move and I think you're going to do well. Just hang in there. Because no matter where you're at, you're going to be struggling, right? And while you're at it, you're in England, you got this cool fucking accent, right? Maybe you can take out your old fucking checkster there and stick it between some chick's beef curtains or whatever the fuck they say over there. All right, Eastern Europe. Hello, small tits Billy boy. You were teasing with coming to Eastern Europe some time ago. Would you consider coming to Poland? Absolutely, I would. I was told the south southern part of Poland's great and up north along the water I would be thrilled to see you live in my country I'm a huge fan as is everyone who listens to you obviously um, well that's what my ego says sincerely go fuck yourselves also I remember watching you in Breaking Bad and I wasn't aware of you being such an awesome person and thinking of you and every time you popped on screen I was like who is that Van Gogh looking dude ah fuck you um, anyway I, you know i can't even is that a compliment or i don't even know i, I would definitely come to poland um and i definitely want to do eastern europe and i was talking to uh my agent the other day about how we got to do europe i do it every other year so i didn't do it this year i'm gonna do it next year um i do it every other year when i get my act together you know what i mean People going over there in a the second fucking language you know in some of those places people listening to me Speaking English and they don't speak English as a a first language. I got to make sure that like You know, I can't be just riffing and fucking around I can do that In this country I can put together an act but I'm not flying all the way over there to do that So I got to make sure that during my off year between specials. This is the this is how it works I put the shit together I'll take you through the whole thing. I do my special, and then immediately I start doing comedy clubs, any place I can get up at, and I get an hour's worth of shit that I can say by the time my special comes out. And then I hone that thing to the point where it's an acceptable level, and then I I start touring with it on the road. And then I just start dropping jokes as better jokes come in, and then when I get it really ready to go, then I do the European shit, and then I come back, and I tape the special, and then that's it. Then I start it all over again. And it never ends. All right. Here's something about Cleo. All right. Dear Billy Bruford, I have a theory on Cleo's behavior and an explanation for her peeing in the house. All right. For those of you who didn't listen last time or for those of you in the future who just grabbed this one out of a whole slew of them. How are you? Was there a nuclear holocaust? Well, great. You survived it. Are you in your bunker? How many more cans of beans can you eat, you cunt? What's it like living in a world without ESPN? Da-da-da, boo doo boop Oh, you know what? If you're actually in a bunker right now in the future and you're listening to me, I should probably be a little more positive, right? I should. Okay, just what makes that little old ant think he can survive a meltdown from a nuclear plant? Everyone knows he's got sores all over his fucking face because he went outside. He didn't stay underground. That's why you'll be in that what do they usually bury that's those those things what they stick all the drugs in that sit on the wharfs and they stick them on the back of trucks freight freight fucking things i don't know whatever they they dealt with during the second season of the wire anyway so um the fuck was i talking? oh the fucking dog so my dog um has been having bladder issues every once in a while she just like pees for no fucking reason and um our doctor was saying that's because you know She was spayed, and that's one of the things that happens sometimes once they get older. So this guy has a theory as to why she's been peeing a little bit in the house. She says, uh, he says, I'm our, he or she, what do we got here? I don't know. All right. I'm a lifelong dog lover. Um, I fucked my first dog when I was four. Sorry, it was an easy joke. I'm a lifelong dog lover and and own two of my own. Remember last week you commented on how when you got back from Taurus she slept all night? And then was sleeping in your office while you did the podcast like she was on morphine totally knocked out it's because she loves you you are the one person who takes her on hikes and gives her baths etc she's probably anxious when you're away and when you come home she's so relieved and relaxed that she just passes out now that i knew i'm asking about the peeing here sir all right don't be answering apples with oranges now you're about to leave for tour, and she's peeing in the house dogs are very intuitive and can pick up on the littlest thing she's picked up on signs that she'll be leaving again and as a result is feeling anxious which is causing her to pee inside Pee inside the house she mean. she's peed inside like inside of her just a thought but it could be what's going on i think that's a great fucking theory good luck and see see you next weekend in new york all right you know what thank you it's fucking phenomenal advice Way better than anything I've ever said on this podcast. Oh, come on, Bill. Don't, don't beat up on yourself. Well, I know. All right. 89-year-old 80, tries stand-up for the very first time. Um, hey, Bill, did you see the article in the video of the old guy trying stand-up for the first time? At, the first, at first, the video came out and he was praised. Then it came out that he lifted the jokes and some people turned on him saying it wasn't that big of a deal if he memorized them i feel both ways seems like he could have put together a couple of one-liners with all the old people downtime he has other part of me says he just wanted to stand in those shoes and see what it feels like like if you started flying a helicopter at 89 but had the instructor take off so he just did the cruising around in the air thoughts um yeah man well first of all he probably came from the henny youngman era when most of those guys you know not saying Henny youngman stole but like back then like people just did street jokes two guys walking to a bar but uh i actually think it's kind of cool that in 89 he's 89 years old so he he got to feel like what it was like to do stand up he got to feel like what it was like to be famous he got to feel what it felt like he got so famous that there was the backlash he got called a thief he got the whole fucking thing Look at him. His second set's going to be called his big comeback, like Travolta in fucking uh, Pulp Fiction. I think it's wonderful. I, I'm I'm glad that he did it. And I don't have any problem with him going. That's a fucking adorable to see an old guy go up there at 89 telling old jokes. Come on. You're not a fucking you got no you have no blood in your heart if you didn't think that that was adorable. All right. Corporations. Uh, Bill, I was doing some fall cleanup in my yard. Because the maple trees surrounding my house likes to leave a nice mess during this time. Where I, where I live, the city requires that you put leaves and grass clippings in giant paper bags that you can purchase at various stores. When the bags are filled up, we set them out on the curb, and they're picked up during the week. They usually cost around $3 for a bundle of about five bags. One thing I noticed on these bags, which every store you buy them from, their logo and or slogans are printed all over the bags, like at, like at a home improvement store. Um when they are sitting at the curb the store logo is there for everyone to see who drives or walks by to see that's brilliant i realized that because of this uh i am advertising for that store for free or actually paying them to advertise for them um this is almost the same as if you bought a car from a dealership and put an emblem or a license plate to cover the car of the dealership oh my god this is killing my brain I just didn't get enough sleep Um, If I could find bags that were blank I would get those But I have not I thought to tell you about this Because of your bit about Automated cash registers At the checkout stores And was wondering what your take was On something like this Love your comedy Thanks go fuck yourself Ah you know I don't got a problem with something like that Who gives a fuck You know You went in You needed bags They had bags You gave them to them They put their names on them I don't give a shit You know it's no skin off my fucking back. My thing is working for free. Um, I guess technically you could be a jerk and be like, you owe me money for advertising out in front of my house. You know? Start renting out the space at the end of your driveway. I mean, that might be a thing in the future, you know? A way to make money from home. Like rent out your mailbox. Let people put their logo on it. Um That'd be hilarious. And you have to start whoring out your kids. Listen, you call up like Nestle and just say, listen, my oldest daughter, I'm not trying to be weird, but she's really hot and everybody wants to fuck her. So they're always driving by the house. So I was thinking, what if you guys put like your little fucking hot cocoa sign on the side of my mailbox, you know? So all those guys, you know, they'll think that, oh man, if I buy this hot cocoa, that they can fuck my daughter and and they're not going to do it. there's there's no way they're going to do it because she's already banging one of her teachers you see what i'm saying nestle and they'd be like all right man we'll fucking do it all right new relationship hey bill i need your insight i just started hanging out with this girl who's who's 17 years younger than me yes we have had sex but we have not had butt sex (laughs) what the fuck i'm 45 and she's 28 Every time I try to calm her down for that kind of action, her left leg starts spazzing out and she freezes up. Should I dump her uh, or, or move on? <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. That guy just mocked the entire thing that I do at the end of my podcast, and goddamn it, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um... All right, well, that's the podcast for this week. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I'm in New York to do my final show of the year, 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 my final road gig of the year, all right? And I have already mentally, I'm already drinking eggnog. That's how excited I am about being home for the fucking holidays. Um, I'm going to be performing at uh, Madison Square Garden, believe it or not, this Saturday, November 14th. And, um, for those of you who saw, I I put out a teaser for F is for family. That's coming out on December 18th, everybody. And we put out a little teaser there. And, uh, the rumor mill is that the trailer is going to be coming out soon. And where you can actually, right now, it's just sort of a little thing just to, you know, you know, they do it. We're getting, we're, we're fucking getting you salivating for it. Um, but I'm really excited about that. And. Check this shit out. I rented a drum kit um, to be set up at Madison Square Garden during the day. So during the day, me and some of my friends are going to go in and jam in an empty Madison Square Garden, and uh, it's going to be fucking. It's going to be fucking ridiculous. It's going to be fucking ridiculous, and we're all like fucking old white guys, so we're just geeking out, sending a set list, you know we should do war pigs <laughs> just all this old white guy music um, although that stands the test of time black sabbath does i challenge any fucking kid today i don't give a fuck how many mouse heads people have if you put on black sabbath there's no fucking way you can't appreciate that the level of quality in that music so we're going to be doing that and uh yes i will definitely take some video um you know what's really cool is it was a buddy of mine forever i've been trying to jam with them and uh it just never worked out so i finally called him i said hey man i'm in new york you want to get together saturday and he goes yeah come on out to my place i moved out to jersey i got a rehearsal space and i said nah man i got a better space and you know he's proud of his space and i know it's the shit so he writes back he's like what the fuck and then i hit him with it hey let's go fucking play at uh, madison square garden he fucking freaked fucking freaked um It's going to be awesome. And for those of you who are already cringing, thinking that I'm easing my way to at some point playing drums before or after one of my shows during a live performance, I would never do that to you. Okay? just know I would never do that. Know that I know that I stink. All right. I know that I stink. I know that this is just a hobby. I know that I will never make a living. Okay? so fucking relax. All right. I'm just a middle aged white dude fucking being a geek. I'm allowed to do that. All right. Okay. Well, that's the podcast for this week. It's a little bit short, but, uh, I'm a little short on time this week. I'll make it up to you on Thursday. Um, that's it. Don't take any shit. Go fuck yourselves and I'll check in on you on Thursday. in a world where Clout is the new currency. You're interrupting my stream. Are you getting any followers with this? One girl. What's your name? At June forever. Your real life actual name. We'll have to find a way to clear her name. The police questioned me. You're the common denominator, June. And solve the crime. You watch too many movies. Esther Babitsky is Drugstore June. Also starring Bobby Lee, Haley Joel Osment, James Remar, Beverly D'Angelo, and Matt Walsh in theaters this month. Go to DrugstoreJune.com.